Welcome to the Charlotte Mason Poetry Audio Blog, where we strive to share an authentic interpretation of Mason's life work. We thank you for joining us and hope you enjoy the program. Musical Drill Practices by Heidi Bushback In my last post, we looked at how Mason developed her principles of education regarding rhythmic movement from special and general revelation. To develop her living principles, she studied God's Word and science, and she observed children. If you missed that post, I encourage you to go back and read or listen to it. It's important to understand Mason's principles as you implement each subject so you get to the heart of the matter and can teach in a living way with joy instead of just going through the motions and checking off the box as you teach your children. Mason says throughout her volumes that she developed a method, not a system, and we must hold every lesson up to the light of the Spirit of God to determine if this exact lesson is living to each child. In order to do that, you must understand the principles as well as the practices so you can be led by the Holy Spirit instead of being rigid with the practices alone. With that in mind, let us consider Mason's practices in regard to the subject of drill, specifically musical drill, dancing, and musical games. I am particularly excited about these subjects since they relate to my own specialty of music education. I was a music major and I am certified as an early childhood music educator through the popular music program, Music Garden. In my education and training, I learned that children need to do all of the following for complete music literacy. One, sing. Two, dance and move. Three, listen to music. Four, play music. As a Mason home educator for over nine years, I have seen Mason resources frequently mention folk songs, hymns, and composer study. By contrast, soul fa and drill are mentioned in the PNEU timetables, yet I never fully understood those portions of the curriculum, nor have I seen them used much in home school rooms or CM curricula. This year, when I began researching Mason's original sources more carefully, I realized there was a depth to these subjects that we've been missing. I am so excited to share my discovery of these life-giving practices with you. Defining Drill Before we delve into the practical parts of Mason's methods in regard to drill, I would like to clarify what drill actually meant on the PNEU programs. Drill was a broad heading for all things that involved some sort of physical education. In the later years of the PNEU, after Mason's death, the programs became more specific and the heading actually said, drill, dancing, and games. Even those terms are quite broad. Physical education, as referenced in Mason's volumes, the PNEU programs, and parents review articles, includes the following. Swedish drill, musical drill, military drill, running drill, gymnastic exercises, active games, marching drill, calisthenics, Indian clubs, Grecian exercises, rhythm games, singing games, ball games and breathing exercises, hockey, lacrosse, cricket, swimming, tennis, netball, rounders, English country dance, Scandinavian dance, peasant dance, skipping, jumping rope, eurythmics, and more. As you can see, to the PNEU, drill is much, much more than just Swedish drill. Interestingly enough, 
Some of the drill activities were supposed to be done to music. In fact, under the heading of drill, the programs specify books for musical accompaniment. Since this may be a surprise to some, I will begin with demonstrating from primary sources that Mason did in fact utilize musical drill in the PNEU. Then we'll jump right into these practices. We'll look at Mason's timetables, the books she used, and how we can use them today. We won't get to solfa in this post, but hopefully I'll cover that interesting topic here at Charlotte Mason Poetry in another series of blog posts. Primary sources on the subject of musical drill. One primary source that helps us learn about Mason's practices is the Parents Review, Mason's monthly magazine for educators. In one Parents Review article, the Reverend Moore helps us see the importance of valuing the whole child and educating the body as well as the mind. He discusses the different forms of drill, including musical drill, that can help children get exercise, have graceful movement, and open up their lungs through singing during exercise. Musical drill, military drill, running drill, gymnastic exercises, active games ought to be daily taught and superintended by competent teachers and practiced by the children, all the exercises being, of course, graduated and adapted to the different ages and powers of the children, and a preference being given to those exercises which are especially favorable, one, for opening and developing the lungs, for the measure of the lung capacity is the measure of the vitality, two, or for promoting free circulation of the blood and perspiration of the skin, which are absolute essentials to health, or three, cultivating smartness and gracefulness of movement in every exercise in which it is possible, singing, shouting, or recitative should also be conjoined in order to bring the lungs as much into action as possible and thereby to expire more completely the vitiated, used-up air and to inspire fresher supplies. In 1936, the PNEU celebrated the 50th anniversary of the publication of Home Education with a Jubilee Conference. The June issue of the Parents Review that year contained a detailed report of the six-day gathering of parents, teachers, and children. Here is a fascinating account of one of the break times during the conference. On Tuesday, from 11 to 11.45 a.m., everyone had drill, games, or dancing, while the second part of the time allotted was used for a rehearsal for the pageant. Seventeen ex-students were in charge of the various groups on this day and the present students on Wednesday. There were seven groups for breaks, the numbers being divided according to forms, with the exception of forms four, five, and six, which worked together. On Tuesday, Form 1B had drill and free games. Form 1A had drill and easy team games. Form 2B played rounders. And Form 2A, netball. The Form 3Bs had English folk dancing. The Form 3As, drill and team games. And Forms 4A and B, 5 and 6 had musical drill. On Wednesday, the groups had field or team games. It was much to be regretted 
that it was found impossible to fit in Scandinavian and English folk dancing for everyone, especially as many people had made an effort to learn the dances suggested on the program, but it was unavoidable because of the pageant rehearsal which had to be fitted in. It turns out that this use of musical drill at the Jubilee celebration follows a precedent that goes back at least to 1893. In that year, the report of Her Majesty's Inspector of Schools on the House of Education at Ambleside includes the following remark. In a large hall, I saw the students practice one Swedish drill with musical accompaniment. Each student learns to lead the drill in turns. Two kindergarten games with and without songs, among which I noticed a very pretty French action song which would develop a sense of the French accent in a pleasant way. We can also learn about Mason's practices from the structure of her programs and the books she selected for the children and teachers to use in the PNEU. The physical education book Mason used was the Syllabus of Physical Exercises. In Mason's programs, she indicates the teacher must read pages 161 to 163 from the syllabus book to understand how to do drill in Form 1. On these pages, the syllabus says music can be used for marching. Marching and running. These vigorous movements are perhaps more important in the infant school, Form 1B, children 7 and under, than any others. The younger the child, the more irksome does continued sitting at a desk become, and the more necessary are exercises which bring into action all the muscles of the body. A proportionately large part of the lesson should therefore be spent in marching, and the greater number of easy step marches taught, the greater the enjoyment of the class. Marching is also of great value in teaching the child to walk and hold himself correctly. Music may be used to accompany marching, especially the various step marches. A stride jumping and running on the spot can be easily done, even by young children. Mason's programs also prescribe a musical accompaniment book for marches in Form 1. Mason's volumes also provide a sound source for understanding her practices. In Appendix 3 of School Education, Mason lists attainments for children ages 6 through 12. One of those is S. They should have learned Swedish drill and various drills and calisthenic exercises. So we also see here Swedish drill isn't the only kind of drill to be taught. Then in Appendix 4, she gives a sample program for a child of 12, Form 3 or 7th and 8th grade from the PNEU. The only book listed for drill in that program is called Musical Drill for the Standards by A. Alexander, and the exercises to be done for that term's programs were Grecian exercises and marching drills. Here is an image from the Grecian exercises in Drill for the Standards, where we see a picture of a boy doing rhythmic movement with hand symbols to music. The second page of the movement is the musical accompaniment for that specific exercise. The children are to move their arms and march in time, and the exercise is to be done over a duration of eight bars of music. We can safely conclude from the evidence found in the parents' review 
the PNEU programs, the assigned school books, and Mason's own volumes that Mason did in fact include musical drill as a part of the drill exercises for the PNEU. The formal lesson tables from the syllabus book, which primarily cover Swedish drill, were done sometimes with music and sometimes to commands in rhythm, but she also always included some musical drill and musical games and dancing as a recreative way to break up the morning lessons. Musical accompaniment books were included in all forms of her programs under the broad heading of drill to help teachers accomplish this goal. We will now look more in depth at the practice of how rhythmic movement was included in the PNEU and how we can implement these ideas today. Musical drill in practice then. Timetables. According to PNEU timetables, drill and singing were done every other day in the same time slot midway through every morning lesson from 1020 or 1025 in forms five and six until 1050. Mason says a change is as good as a break, so I believe she utilized this portion of the day both as an educative and recreative lesson. What a lovely and practical way to have recess. While the children are moving and singing with delight, they are also getting physical exercise and developing musical skills. Timetable. Form 1, 1020 to 1035. Monday, drill, Tuesday, solfa, Wednesday, drill, Thursday, French song, Friday, drill, Saturday, solfa. Form 1, 1035 to 1050. Monday, dancing or play. Tuesday, play or drill. Wednesday, dancing or play. Thursday, play or drill. Friday, dancing or play. Saturday, play or drill. Forms 2 through 4, 1020 to 1050. Monday, drill and 10 minutes of play. Tuesday, English song and 10 minutes of play. Wednesday, drill and 10 minutes of play. Thursday, French song and 10 minutes of play. Friday, drill and 10 minutes of play. Saturday, solfa and 10 minutes of play. Forms five and six, 1025 to 1050. Monday through Saturday, every day of the week, drill and singing each day. I believe form one did dancing in the morning so the children were introduced to the subject. Forms two and above are instructed in the programs to do dancing in the afternoons as an occupation. In the parents review, we see that some PNEU schools and communities offered afternoon dancing classes for the children to participate in, as well as classes in Swedish drill, solfa, and even music appreciation. I think play in the timetable refers either to free play or to the playing of team games, musical games, and skipping rope which were also included in the PNEU programs under drill. Since we don't usually do Saturday school in the U.S., I recommend for this active learning recess time that you implement a slightly modified schedule. Here are some suggestions for ways to incorporate these lessons into your school morning. 
they still allow you to do drill three times per week and singing three times per week. The suggestions just shorten some of the times a little bit or remove a playtime. Form 1, Monday, drill and dancing for 30 minutes. Tuesday, solfa 15 minutes and play for 15 minutes. Wednesday, drill or dancing for 15 minutes and foreign language folk song for 15 minutes. Thursday, solfa 15 minutes and play 15 minutes. Friday, drill and dancing 30 minutes. Forms two through four, Monday, drill for 20 minutes and play 10 minutes. Tuesday, solfa 20 minutes and play 10 minutes. Wednesday, drill 20 minutes and English folk song 10 minutes. Thursday, foreign language folk songs 20 minutes and play 10 minutes. Friday, drill 20 minutes and play 10 minutes. Form five through six, drill and singing are done every day during the time period allotted. My guess is the time was divided evenly between the two subjects. Solfa lessons were completed by these forms and so students were singing English and foreign folk songs and choral pieces. These forms are of course easier to adjust for our five days of school. Just sing and do drill every day for 25 to 30 minutes and do it for fun when you can on Saturdays. Scope and sequence. The chart below shows the scope and sequence for all the different forms or grade levels from the programs for drill, dancing, and games from Mason's Lifetime. The information primarily comes from the Charlotte Mason Digital Collection. It seems to me that drill time, as noted on the timetables, included Swedish drill and musical drill, as well as marching, skipping, and other musical games. I am not sure whether each daily lesson included all of these components or whether they might have rotated from day to day between these books and activities. Whatever the case, a majority of this drill time included musical or rhythmic movement activities. The game books are musical, the dancing is obviously musical, and the drill was almost always rhythmic, even if it wasn't always accompanied by music. Even though it doesn't seem that all the Swedish drill from the syllabus of physical exercises would have been done to music, every form in the programs lists a piano accompaniment book that either should be or may be used for drill. I am still researching how each song from these accompaniment books was used, but I think in Form 1 they were used for all the marching exercises as well as their musical games and dances. In the upper forms, they were most likely used in the morning for marching drills and the ball games and breathing exercise book, which was to be done with waltz music, and then used in the afternoon for their dances as well. In the resource section at the end of the post, we have provided links to the public domain books Mason used in her programs, which are listed in the following chart. Form 1, Drill, the Syllabus of Physical Exercises, 4 to 6 Tables, and House of Education Drills. For Dancing and Games in Form 1, the Joyous Book of Singing Games or Rhythmic Games and Dances, which included your rhythmics also to be done with British Marches for Schools by Martin Shaw, a piano score. Other, skipping, which meant jump rope, possibly to music. Form two through four, drill, 
the syllabus of physical exercises and ball games and breathing exercises by Alice James. Music for Mrs. Wordsworth's classes, piano accompaniment. For dancing, peasant dances and songs of many lands. Games, hockey in season, long ball, netball, sometimes swimming, tennis, and cricket are also mentioned, offered as team classes in the PR for afternoons. Other, skipping rope. Forms five and six for drill, the syllabus of physical exercises, and manual of freestanding movements. Dancing, six country dances per term, the English country dance by Cecil Sharp. And games, hockey, lacrosse, and all of the others mentioned in forms two through four. Our practice now. After all of the information about Mason's principles and practices, you may ask, how do I implement this in my home today? It seems the scope and sequence of Mason's programs always included three main components, games, dancing, and drill. Let's look at each one in turn. Games. Instead of team sports, the younger children played musical games and jumped rope. Open up those old books linked in the resource section of this article and try the musical games a few times a week, midway through your morning lessons. I also include modern musical game books in the resource section. I am also building a CM Music website, which I will launch soon. I will have practical how-to videos for many of these subjects. Jumping rope and even trying it to the beat of music is really helpful for children's coordination. Many of the books from Mason's Day suggest that children do movements with arms going up and backwards in order to open up the shoulders and lungs for good posture and breath support. I can imagine with all of the screen time and desk hunching these days, this suggestion would be especially helpful for both children and adults. For team sports, I encourage you to follow Mason's lead and enroll your children in only one afternoon sport per term. Try different sports each term as Mason recommends to help your child be a well-rounded athlete. Consider waiting until form two or three so the younger children can have a happy growing time that isn't so full of busyness. Dancing. With the youngest children, dancing, much of the singing, and musical games are incorporated into one or two book selections. The Joyous Book of Singing Games and Rhythmic Games and Dances are both available online and are in the public domain. If you can read music, either of these books will be easy for you to use in your homes. The introductions to the books are very instructive in these musical methods, as well as the philosophy of music education. The games are simple and fun, but also educative. I could tell you exactly how to implement these things in your schooling, but I really do think you will make it more your own if you do a little digging yourself. After you have read these little gems for yourself, narrate it to some friends and start dancing. Since country and folk dancing was an afternoon occupation for forms two and up, and it is a bit more difficult with one or two children in a home, I encourage you to join a dance class or do folk dancing in a CM co-op or invite your friends over, build community, and start your own class once a week with a few CM families, learning a few dances per term. 
The dancing book Mason used in Forms 2 through 4 is called Peasant Games and Dances. One really lovely thing about this book is that it focuses a little more on individual steps. Imagine river dance, Irish dancing, and several of the dances don't need very many children. Check out the resource links and see if you can include family dancing one to two days per week for about 15 minutes. I am sure YouTube can be a great support as you research these dances for yourselves. High schoolers were supposed to learn six country dances from the Country Dance Book, Volumes 6 through 8 by Cecil Sharp. In the years after Mason's death, this book series was utilized in Forms 2 and up, so all the children worked through this series of dances from beginner to advanced. The dance instructions are on the linked website as well as the sheet music for each dance, so I suggest you begin at the beginning and work through the dances as a family or co-op and see how far you can get. This past year, we tried folk dancing at my Spread the Feast community, and the children really love dancing together. Drill, Swedish and Musical. After Form 1, it seems both dancing and games were moved to afternoon occupations. This leaves Drill with all its variety of expressions for morning lessons. Drill was broken up into Swedish Drill and Musical Drill. In the earlier days of the PNEU, this possibly included other drills and exercises like Indian clubs and gymnastics. In the years following Mason's death, the programs became a bit more organized. It is worth noting that the syllabus of physical exercises includes formal Swedish drill lesson tables. Yet even when it is the only drill book listed, it is still listed with the same musical accompaniment book music for Mrs. Wordsworth's classes, well into the 1930s. The syllabus of physical exercises was utilized primarily for its Swedish drill tables, since Swedish drill was one drill component in Mason's programs. As I shared earlier, the inspector's report indicates that Swedish drill was at least sometimes performed with music. Other parents review articles written by Swedish drill instructors indicate that Swedish drill was not always to be done with music because the exercises needed to be done with full attention to the commands given by the teacher instead of being mindlessly done to the music's rhythm. One of those articles also said music can sometimes be in a different tempo than what might be needed to do the exercises precisely and accurately. So music should not always be used specifically with the formal Swedish drill tables. But even the fact that Swedish drill has a rhythm different from the music indicates to me that Swedish drill was still done as rhythmic movement, even if it was not always accompanied by a piano. I think we can infer from this that there is freedom in how you use the drill books from week to week. I think there are times to do the exercises without music, simply in rhythm with one another so the children can pay full attention and listen to the drill commands. Then. There are times for drill to be done with music for musical training and delight. While Mason was living, the younger children were definitely supposed to do their marching drills to a piano book called A Book of Marches for Schools by Martin Shaw. This same practice is very simple to try at home. Eventually, I encourage you to dig in and find out how to do some of the formal marching movements that were done in the PNEU. I am still researching this myself. In the meantime, put on some music and march. 
It will help your children learn how to feel the beat and listen to how the music changes. It will be fun and good exercise too. Obviously, the formal marches will train habits of attention and obedience to commands, and these are valuable. But don't become so overwhelmed by trying to learn all these new things. You don't do any moving to music at all. Start small and add as you go. It is a method, not a system. The older students, grades four and up, form two and up, were to use the musical drill for the standards in the early years of the PNEU. Then in the 1920s programs, ball games and breathing exercises was the musical drill book. It is a book that uses small handballs and Pilates type moves and lunges, similar to the other Swedish drill book. The ball games aren't for multiple children to play together. They are for individual children to do, to gain self-control and attention. The children move their arms around in circles and toss or bounce both balls simultaneously. All the while, their legs are doing other exercises. These exercises can be done with one child or many just as easily. The ball games are to be done with waltz music. The book also addresses how important it is to do exercises with both sides of the body to develop balance and symmetry. I hope to digitize this book soon and make video lessons for home use. They will be available on my website, Miss Mason's Music, when it launches later this fall. My 13-year-old daughter and I have made three quite funny videos of this book. They are listed in the resource section for you to try out at home. The main point of these books is to move to music for rhythmic training, for exercise, and for training attention. And remember, as a mid-morning movement activity, they should also be full of delight. Don't wait until you get this perfected to try it with your children. You can do other calisthenics or Pilates to music or read more about Swedish drill in Don Duran's new Swedish drill ebook, see resources, and try them with music. If you don't have any music training, don't panic. Start small and just move to music. Turn on the radio and clap, march, skip, and dance for fun to the music with your children a few times per week, midway through your school morning. Sing on the opposite days. If you really need help with this area, I would suggest that you look for programs and classes in your community that utilize many of Mason's educational principles, such as Kodai, Music Garden, Kinder Music, Del Croce Eurythmics, or ORF. I think it's important to consider one primary difference between these classes and Mason's practices. Often these classes are 45 minutes and combine all music elements into one day a week. While still fun for children, it takes away the effect of short lessons spread throughout your week. Mason did in fact include all elements of music literacy in her programs. Rhythmic movement through drill and dance, singing with solfa and folk songs, listening through music appreciation, playing with her piano curriculum. She implemented each piece morning and afternoon every day in some way through short 10 to 30 minute lessons. Not only does this practice bring regularity, competency, and musical literacy in children, but it also lightens and delights each school day in a beneficial way. But again, the local 45-minute classes are better than no music or movement education at all.
I also encourage you to be on the lookout for my new Miss Mason's Music website that will be launched this fall. We will have research for each musical subject there, as well as lesson videos and helpful resources and never-before-seen books. I hope that you are as excited as I am about rhythmic movement. If you aren't convinced yet, do an experiment. Try playing music for 20 minutes every day for a week and ask your children to march and clap around the house to the song and do it with them. Observe them carefully while you do this. Notice how they act. Notice how they feel and how they express themselves. Pay attention to how you feel as well. I suspect it will bring delight, unity, and a nice active change into your morning routines. Godspeed. A comprehensive list of resources and hyperlinks are available on the website at the bottom of the article. Thank you. About the author. Heidi Bushback, mother of four, has been studying Charlotte Mason's philosophy for the past nine years as she strives to put living principles into practice in her home school room. Heidi leads a local fine arts and nature study CM community in the Twin Cities area. She has a particular interest in researching how Charlotte Mason implemented music education. Heidi looks forward to sharing her discoveries with the Charlotte Mason community on her new music education website entitled Miss Mason's Music. If you have enjoyed this episode, please leave us a rating or a review on iTunes. Thank you for listening to the Charlotte Mason Poetry Audio Blog. We hope you enjoyed the program. 